From the 809 Restaurant and Lounge in the heart of Inwood, New York City, welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home in what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm Aaron Sims. And I'm Jonathan Bell. And this is Live and Local. It's our podcast dedicated to showing the musicians of Upper Manhattan. We talk with them about what they do, and best of all, listen to them perform live in one of our favorite uptown venues. Who is joining us today, Jonathan? Aaron, today we welcome Inwood-based singer-songwriter and guitarist Chris Way. Since 2000, Chris has been making and recording a mix of folk, lo-fi pop, classical guitar, ambient, and improvisational guitar works. In 2009, he released Needle Out, a raw melodic set of 10 songs about growing up in Florida. 2010 saw a change in direction with the release of a collection of lo-fi improvised and semi-improvised works entitled, entitled Los Caracoles, Improvisations for Solo Guitar and Voice, Volume 1. His latest release, White Hidden Flower, is a 17-song mix of classical instrumental and folk pop originals and covers that are dynamically soft and tender, dark and intense, clean and lo-fi. His work has been played on WFMU radio and on various online sites and blogs such as www.moteldemoca.com. We are thrilled to have him join us today on Live and Local. Without further ado, Chris Way. choke up your mind It's no good what you do to yourself More reasons to help you go blind Ooh, you say you'll change But hope's another high Ooh, you promise pages Why is your Book hollow inside, mm, hollow inside, mm, hollow inside, mm, hollow inside. door anymore won't keep letting him drink from my well won't leave all my keys in the door won't have him at my table no more ooh a father is a jacket handed down 
at first it's wrong, but when the winner hits, it fits like a glove. It fits like a glove. It fits like a glove. Yeah, it fits like a glove. It fits like a glove on me. Take my compass, point it south, and then you make the needle spin. Or you make the needle spin. Or you make the needle spin. Round and round and round. You suck the breath out of my mouth when you take. The needle out. They make the scars open again. Am I gonna seal the skin? Where's the needle and the thread? The needle and the thread. Oh, the needle and the thread. They used to make the man. They suck the breath out of my mouth when they take. The needle out. The needle out. The needle out. My My spirals, my shadows spread like syrup down the hall. Mm -hmm. La da da. 
my heart to constellations bottom of the pool I found my design That was just delightful. Thank you so much, Chris. It's great to have you here. It's so awesome to be here. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Jonathan, for what you guys do. Well, first, uh, can you tell us what you just played for us? Yeah, um, it was a mix of songs that are a little older from the Needle Out record. Um, Hollow Book, Winter Glove was off of that Needle Out record. Uh, so was Needle Out. And, um, and then Cells is a newer song. I wrote it in about 2016 or at, yeah, 2016. Um, it's, that's uh, representative of what I'm doing now, kind of darker, you know, um, heavier subject matter. Um, yeah, those songs came out of therapy, basically. <laughs> so, you know, um, kind of just some raw stuff about my childhood and uh, put in song. Wow. Well, well um, sometimes I am hesitant to go to that somewhat cliche question that is sometimes asked to musicians and songwriters, uh, the influences question. But in your case, Chris, I'm really intrigued. Um, Thank you. To know genuinely who your influences are, because I struggled a little bit to think of any. A few came up to mind, but I don't want to say anything. I don't want to, you know, prejudice your answer. I'd, I'd really like to know who you draw from um, vocally. Lyrics-wise, songwriting-wise? Yeah, um, it's been a, quite an interesting blend over the years. I think it's, it's people like Burt Bacharach, honestly, like just hmm. beautiful melodies, compositions that unfold in an interesting way over time. Um, the Beach Boys, Pet Sounds. 
Um, I love Nina Simone and those who were inspired by her, like Jeff Buckley and Antony. So I love that kind of um, tenderness and soulfulness in the vocals. The whole folk world, Joni Mitchell and Dylan, I mean, and Nick Drake, kind of everybody in that family, you know, were, were, were so vital. For, I, did, I picked up and started learning because of Nick Drake and Neil Young. Um, oh, okay. Just taught myself to play based on those guys. So it's, it's a bit all, and then classical has always been a big part of my life, you know, Chopin and the Romantics especially. Um, but it's always about melody for me, you know. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a blend of a lot of things. Even harder stuff, you know, punk, swans, you know, black metal, stuff like that finds its way in, some of the more intense things, you know. Mm -hmm. um, it kind of all is a big, it swirls around in there, comes out in different ways. <laughs> uh, I'm curious, Chris, because uh, it's been a year of pandemic, if not a little more. Um, it's been challenging for everybody. Uh, but uh, I'm curious, when's the last time you played live? It's been a while. Uh, Aaron, it's been a while. Uh, the, the pandemic was kind of tough on me music-wise, um, you know, but it's been, I think I probably haven't played live since like 2017 or something, 2018. I play for like friends, little things, you know, like gathering like, or like uh, my family, you know, but it's been, it's been a bit. And I kind of had put it away, to be honest, like because of my career, I'm a data analyst and I do like a lot, I'm just, that's kind of, I've been focusing a lot on that and I've got a kid and everything but then the pandemic sort of um, taught me like I can't I want to make another push and just not let just keep going and not let this go because it, it means a lot to me so I um, I've been ramping back up in a lot of ways just for re -record, you know, recording more and trying to play more play more live and get you know get used to everything again because it's uh, it taught me what matters you know in a lot of ways hmm um, I wanted to follow up a little bit on your um, the lyrics side or the thematic side of your songs. There were one in particular, I think, I think it was the first song, um, something about not wanting to leave keys in the door. The, keys in the door and yeah. the refrigerator open. It was like right, right before there's a yeah. something about a refrigerator and not letting the keys in the door. Um, yeah. But they're very, um, you know, tantalizing lyrics that definitely suggest something autobiographical without mm -hmm. being blatant right. about it, you know. Um, but it definitely would, that was very appealing to me, what I, what I could hear. Again, I, I'd like to hear more, but I'm just wondering what your, maybe just from a more words specific yeah um standpoint uh what your process is um thanks yeah it's a great question um you know sometimes composition comes from the melody and just walking around i might come up with something and then i might fit it against some lyrics but um in that case it was i was on the subway once and this there was an old uh, woman next to me she didn't look well she um there's, there was something going on there maybe she, you know she was older and maybe sick or something right she turned to me and she said she said uh it's no good what you do to yourself and this is this complete stranger that was the opening line. you know right. and i remember being like what <laughs> you know what what prompted that you know um this poor lady i mean she was very unwell you know and i, I remember um 
getting up to leave because like yeah, you know, sometimes you get that energy from on the subway and you're just like oh, I don't know what's going on here, <laughs> but um, that started that song. But then and then I kind of fitted other things that were swirling around at the time. Like at that time, I decided you know what I'm going to make a bunch of songs about like therapy and just sort of some stuff that's that I've been unearthing about like you know growing up and family and the stuff we all kind of reckon with at some point in our lives. We, right. we all have to kind of deal with like um, and put it away. You know, deal with it, learn from it reckon with it process it and move on you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. and while that was happening i was like you know what, let me turn let me make some songs out of this but that line started it um so it was an interesting case of like snatching it from just living life you know a line right. overheard in the subway and then combining it with like it was me addressing myself about how the ways in which we can allow like our parental influences you know the voices of like our moms and our dads that might still be in our heads to continue to exert a force in our lives when maybe it's time to, you know, it's time to decouple that mm -hmm. and move on. Um, and that was with the whole, like, won't let him to the front door. Like a lot of like, you know, it's a way of saying it's time to make peace with my dad. You know, we had a tough childhood together and, and move on, you know, so the inherited themes. jacket. What's that? Isn't there a line about it? Father is an inherited. Oh, yeah. Jacket. It's like something passed down and that, to you it's like a way of being you know like I used to like stand and hunch over like him in ways it's like you you inherit you these ways that were modeled to you of being mm -hmm. of talking of of um standing right so part of it feels right part of it feels natural mm -hmm. and then there are things that you can inherit that aren't so great mm -hmm. that you're like hmm I you know I you have to pick and choose like what what part of you know your um upbringing is is serves you serves you well right now mm -hmm. and what part of it you might need to um leave aside hmm. you know so the the um, that line yeah thanks for picking up on that line it was um it's about that it's about how sometimes it can feel really right to kind of like you know unconsciously be doing the things that you know your mom or dad um modeled but they might not be the best thing they might not be a good idea you know mm -hmm. um and you have to take a close look at it Mm -hmm. And and the 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 second song, uh, about the the needle. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I have some like kind of instant assumptions about maybe what that's about. But could you, um, maybe, briefly, elucidate that? Yeah, that needle out. That one was written around the same time as the Hollow Book Winter Glove, but it wasn't actually about. It was it was one of the only ones on the record that wasn't really about therapy or just, you know, dealing with old stuff from when you were a kid. It was about um, a relationship at the time and how sometimes it can be like an addiction. You know, you can feel, um, you know, you can, we think we've all felt this. You can feel that, that, that rush of the first year or two and ways in which, you know, it can feel um, painful, but in a way that you want to go back to, you know, to, to be kind of lovesick or to be caught up in that intense drama, mm. um, that in and out, you know, I think in that, in the lyrics in that song, um, it's, you know, you're going in and out of the wanting to kind of, uh, wanting the, the, the needle, wanting that, wanting to be disoriented and, and also recognizing it's not so, it's destabilizing. You know, but it's hard. Right. So I think sometimes, like, you know, first love um, or just, in this case, it was like, you know, it's just an intense long-term relationship that, that had some push and pull and it had some 
elements of like I feel kind of trapped and but yet I'm but yet I can't go, you know that. So it was about sort of okay. uh, that sort of theme. Okay. Yeah. I I also wanted to uh, follow up quickly about um, just your background, um, your development as a musician, a vocalist, and a guitar player. I'm getting the impression that it's largely self-taught, or am I wrong here? Or, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I taught myself after out of college. Um, I remember this old guitar I bought for like 50 bucks, and it was yeah, it was like half broken on the bridge. <laughs> I just learned to play tried to teach myself to play Neil Young and Nick Drake songs um, and then it just kind of went you know and the internet at the time was such an amazing place to like find anything you wanted in terms of like theory yeah. I, I used Dan Smith's uh, site <laughs> yeah and I still have all the printouts I, I, printed, think, I printed out everything I was going to say this for people who don't know it but it's in context because we have a lot of <laughs> listeners who don't live in New York City yeah so this guy is pretty much ageless yeah. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. He's he has like dance myth will teach you guitar, like just, you know, you kind of like, you know, your, your telephone, you know, 11 by uh, eight and a half by 11 with little tabs, this phone number on it. He's Does he have an army of people? Right. Putting I mean, these things I mean, oh, it's such an enterprise. I mean, yeah. job, I mean, it's been going on at least 20 years. It's amazing. Yeah. And I didn't even know the guy at the time. I was in Florida in Gainesville. I remember thinking, what a great website. And I was printing off all these things about theory and just, you know, the, the basics, you know, how do, why do chords sound so good when they go from one to the other? How do, how do, uh, how do scales work? And how do you, uh, all that, the basics. Like, I just kind of taught myself yeah. from his, his thank, you know, thank goodness. I mean, it was such a great resource for me. And I just kind of went from there, you yeah. know. It was all about, I, I wanted to learn in order to sing songs. So it was like, that was the main reason why mm -hmm. I wanted to, to learn guitar. Yeah. Well... I'm going to take it and from a, a lyrical direction into a musical direction with the therapy, so to speak. Okay. Um, uh, I listened to some of The Body Begins, um, oh, which yeah. is uh, a very ambient and spacious instrumental record you did uh, after uh, inspired by conversations by uh, body work and somatic therapy. Uh -huh. uh, so I, I just, it was interesting to hear you play now, and obviously those are, that's an instrumental album for the most part. It um, is. And... Yeah. Uh, you know, but I have to say this: like, there's such a meditative quality in the songs you play, in the folk, in the folk songs you play, um, and, and, and there's a lot of recall. Um, yeah, yeah. And and so I, I felt like you kind of felt naturally into that. Um, I mean, there was like nine minute, ten minute songs on that record. Yeah, uh, that yeah, were yeah. really that were really intense. Um, uh, but I will say the word is um, like it's very hard. I feel to achieve an ambient status playing folk guitar. Um, and uh, but the work is very. I feel it's interesting that the work found its way. Um, the meditative work, your all to say folk pop songs, yeah, uh, find its way into longer form. And I'm curious how that project, working on that particular meditative therapy project, um, influences your songwriting now. Because I believe you're. Hmm. Uh, working on a yet untitled record of dark folk songs. Yeah, it's going to be more stuff like cells. It's going to be, um, you know, just more dark material. Um, go darker, like Leonard Cohen said. <laughs> you know, that's what it's going to be. But uh, how did um, that's a that's a really good question. Working on that meditative stuff. Um, well, it cemented for me how the value of the trance states and meditative states like that. Like meditation is a big part of my life. Around that time. I was being, I just learned about what 
what you can do with your body to kind of soothe your mind and, and achieve certain insights and get to a good place, you know, grounded place. Um, and I think since then, since writing that record, I think it's only cemented for me, yeah, that fact. Like I, when I write songs now, um, I like space, more space than before. Like I, because I, I used to compress songs and just not allow a lot of breathing room sometimes, you know, between, with the language and just too bit much busyness, not enough just like breathing, you know? So stuff I'm working on now and maybe in the last year or two, um, just more rest between verses and just more space between the language, repetition, you know? I mean, it soothes me to do it while I'm doing it. and. It's, if it can do that for others, I mean, it's amazing. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's reverberated for me ever since I did it. I'm, I'm glad I did it. Mm. So, um, Chris, what are we going to hear next? I'm hoping you got a few more tunes coming for us. Yeah, um, I'm going to do a song called Face Like Glass, which is one of the first songs that I ever wrote. Um, probably, we're going back now. <laughs> I had a little junior-sized Yamaha. I, I just ended up, I don't know how I got got the thing. It was before I bought my first full size, and I just was playing, uh, yeah, I, I played one of my first songs, learned, learned how to play on it. Um, and Face Like Glass is, dates back from then, but it's like, a, it's, a, it's like a love song. It's a positive, poppy love song in a way. Still remain fond of it. Um, and then the other is called Renee. Um, back to the dark stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's a minor key uh, song uh, that is a pretty recent, it's one of my, yeah, I'd say it's within the last like year and um, I'm pretty happy with it. So it's the direction that I'm gonna be going in more and more and more. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. That's amazing. Uh, we're looking forward to hearing them. So without further ado, Chris Way.
can't sleep I hear the crickets out in the grass Sometimes you sweep Past my bed with your face like glass Renee, 
Renee. Chris, that was really moving. Um, Actually, I wanted to ask you before, because I've been thinking this whole time, can you um, educate me on your term (laughs) lo-fi? That's a good question. I've been meaning to Um, ask. I just remembered. I don't know if you guys are into, like, uh, some of the 90s stuff, like Pavement or Sebado or any of those Guided by Voices. Guided by Voices. The Godfather. Robert, Robert Pollard. Pollard. Yes. Yes. Such good live shows. Yes. Oh, man. I mean, that stuff's really dear to my heart. When I was first learning to comp- record, um, I just didn't know what I was doing, and I kind of still don't, to be honest. The part that I'd hate, I, I like the least, uh, I have a hard time getting the kind of sound I want. There's fuzz a lot of it. I don't know. Like, it's just all I want to do is write mm-hmm. the stuff, you know, and sing it. But anyway, um, for a while, I kind of embraced it, and I kind of liked it, and I would use that term to refer to, like, you know, sometimes it's just an immediate thing. You just pick up the guitar. I, I, I don't try to check the level. Sometimes I go right into my um, Mac and just record that way. And there's an appeal to me for noise. Uh, like I like kind of noise bands. I like Guided by Voices. I like that kind of background crunchiness and, you know, all that, all those sound artifacts. Like, I actually like it. Um, but so I'm the moving, meaning moving, is quite literal. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, but I'm moving more and more away from it, though. Sorry? Like, I'm moving more and more away from it okay. as I slowly start to learn a bit more about recording. And it just doesn't really suit me anymore. So, but yeah, um, that's kind of what that means. Well, I mean, thank uh, you for filling me in on those. So where can <laughs> listeners go to follow up uh, with your work and keep track of what you're doing, gigs yeah. and recordings and all that? Thanks, Jonathan. Um, they can go to SoundCloud.com, um, go to Mangrove Coil. And I'll spell that. It's mangrove like the plant. M-A-N-G-R-O, V as in Victor, E. And then the word coil, C-O-I-L. So just all one word, mangrove coil. And I've got all my new stuff's going to pretty much be on that site. Um, I also have a band camp, and you can buy some albums and songs off that. It's just chrisway, one word, dot bandcamp, dot com. Okay. Fantastic. Well, we'll put those links up on this episode page for on air when we air it here uh so i just want to say thank you again chris for taking the time and playing live for us today it was a drill treat it was really awesome guys aaron and jonathan thank you for for having me for what you guys are doing uh, for for inwood much much appreciated much appreciated well um this is inwood artworks on air Uh, This live and local episode is where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all kinds who make their home here in Upper Manhattan. If you have a moment, please show us some love right now by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. Also, 
big thanks to 809 Restaurant and Lounge here in Dykeman Street for hosting us. They're phenomenal. They've been tremendous supporters of us throughout the years. And to HeightSites.com for local uptown promotional support. Be sure to follow us on social media at Inwood Artworks to keep up with all that we do, including the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Al Fresco, pop-up art galleries, live performances, and so much more. You can support On Air and all of our programming by making a tax-free donation at InwoodArtworks.nyc backslash donate. This program is supported in part by public funds from the City of New York, Department of Cultural Affairs, in partnership with the City Council, and in part by a grant from NYC and Company Foundation with partial support from Manhattan Borough President Gail Brewer. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims. And I'm Jonathan Bell. For Inwood Artworks On Air. <laughs>